Hey, James, I have a question for you today. Yes. Why do people so often and prolifically take pictures of the things they see, the places they go, and the people that they are with, especially if they're famous people? Now, maybe that seems like a really obvious question. I think because people want the... Do they want to have it to look back on? No, no. Do they want to have it to validate the experience? We live in a total social media world now, and there's starting to be evidence of this. People get depressed looking at Facebook feeds. Right. Because you only... Everybody's happier than you think you are. Yeah, so you want kind of the real, the highlight reel of your life on Facebook or Instagram is always like, oh, here I am with, like, Kevin Spacey, or here I am, uh, you know, kicking the goal in soccer. Here I am eating this great... you're doing well. Here I am eating this great meal in Greece. Uh, And so people take all these beautiful pictures of food and happiness and alcohol. So it's an arms race? It's a photo arms race where we all... But here's... Yes, in fact, fact, people don't post stuff that doesn't exceed the bar of happiness of their last post. Okay, so... Look, cameras have been around a long time. Uh, did the function of pictures totally change by our ability to individually disseminate them for free, meaning via social media and elsewhere? Totally. Like, when you were in a school play in 1975, was your mom taking, like, uh, e- did she take even one photo? Yeah. My my parents didn't. Well, you had bad parents. They, I, I agree. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but, I mean, it was, so we use photos then— um, and some people still use photos now as a kind of, I don't want to say precious, but as a an intentional landmarking of an event or a person or whatever. And I feel like, so I, I hear what you're saying about the bar is raised and you're trying to beat it, but I also think the bar has been way lowered. So I well, just see tourists walking through New York, taking pictures of every doorway, every window. Well, and it's I just because think now, that, now also it's easy to take Sure, everybody a has a phone in their pocket all the time. True, certainly. So I'll tell you what we do, because here's the other thing that's very important. Experiences are much more valuable than material goods. So if you get like a brand new car... A somewhat disputed argument, which I happen to agree with, but well, disputed. Well, well, when you get a brand new car, though, think about it. You enjoy riding that brand new car, but then the enjoyment sure. kind of... The diminishing returns off. on stuff is pretty harsh. But like, for instance, I'm going on a vacation in a couple weeks with my kids. Where are you going? Uh, Florida. Uh, but what we do is... Because you're such a sun guy. What we do is... No, I, that's the whole thing. I never <laughs> leave. We bring in a ping pong table, an arcade game. I get a place with a pool, and I just like sit and read and play ping pong and play arcade games. You're a pretty good ping pong player by now? Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm better than my kids. That's all I care about. If use, I can crush my kids, then you, I'm happy. Do you use love 15, 30, 40 scoring in ping pong? No, we played a 21. But um, for the prior six months since we've booked this, I've been enjoying the anticipation of this experience. Right. Anticipation is so valuable. During the experience, I'll enjoy it because I know I'm going to relax because we've done this exact uh, vacation before. And then afterwards, what, what we do is uh, Claudia sends the photos to, like, Snapfish, and they make, like, a poster of it, right. and we hang up the poster. And, and so then is after, that your biggest enjoyment, then, is looking at it after? So, so I'll at least enjoy it. I'll have the memories that I'll enjoy. So I'm able to get, like, maybe eight or nine months worth of enjoyable feelings wow, and out one, of an one experience. Week or, wow. Instead of just buying a car and enjoying it for that first week, and then the enjoyment diminishes. Fair enough, but two things I'll say. One is... 
people used to ask for autographs when they'd meet someone famous. Now nobody does. Right, now they have the selfie. Right, now they have the selfie. But Louis C.K. always refuses. Well, that's what I was going to get to next. So I talked to Aziz Ansari not long ago for a podcast, for a Freakonomics Radio podcast. Man, I'm jealous of that. Like, he, he's he was, one of my favorites. And yeah. he just came out with Modern Romance, too. He did come out with Modern Romance. That's what we talked about, his book, which is a good book. It's yeah. an in- interesting book, and it's not just a stand-up comic right, book. Right, it totally surprised me. It's actually a real book about romance. He has, like, data in it. He does. <laughs> he, he teamed up with a sociologist at NYU. And um, so he said he learned this trick from Louis C.K., and the trick is when someone comes up to you on the street and he says, hey, I know who you are. Let me take a picture with you. He say, well, you know, let's just talk. Let's just say talk and say, hey, what's your name? You know, what do you do? And because for a couple reasons, he says that the big reason is it just creates a cycle that you can't break. So once you stop on the street with someone famous, like in a place like New York, to take your picture, that everybody then comes over. Then there's tourists who come over and say, hey, who are you? And the famous guy says, you know, I'm some actor. Da-da. It's like, oh, well, I got to take a picture with you. So it can never end. So A, there's no exit strategy for it. And B, that it's like this incredibly, not necessarily demeaning thing. It's not necessarily like being the zoo animal, but it kind of is. It's just being captured as opposed to like having a little conversation to say, oh, I'm glad you like my work. Who are you? Where are you from? Ba 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 ba. We'll hear more about today's question right after a quick break. Stay with us. In support of our show, our sponsor, FreshBooks, has their very own question of the day for you. Do you run your business or are you an entrepreneur? Then pay special attention because this question is specifically for you. When I say words like invoicing, expense reporting, time tracking, what's the first thing that you feel? Stressed? Nauseous? Anxious? Frustrated? Let FreshBooks bring you relief from those feelings. FreshBooks is the amazing, intuitively designed invoicing software that helps small business owners spend way less time on paperwork and stay effortlessly organized. You'll be creating and sending invoices in minutes, watching expenses practically organize themselves, and probably wondering why you didn't start sooner. Try FreshBooks free for 30 days. Just go to freshbooks.com slash question and enter our show name, Question of the Day, in the How Did You Hear About Us section while signing up. Again, just go to freshbooks.com slash question and enter our show name, Question of the Day, while signing up to get your free 30-day trial. So I'm not saying I have better ways to do it, and I like pictures too, but I am flabbergasted by, especially living in New York and now is tourist season, seeing so many people going around taking pictures of things that are so entirely unremarkable. I can't imagine they're actually trying to get past some bar because there's just no way that those pictures are good enough. Right. I think now it's just a matter of the ease by which they could, everything they like look a tick. at. Yeah. And they, they don't know, like maybe a picture of the Statue of Liberty is going to be something they need to remember. They have no idea in advance. So they blanket take pictures of every experience. And then your phone gets clogged with 8 million pictures you don't want, right? Yeah. And you can't take more pictures. And then what do you do with this archive of like, 99.4% totally unremarkable photos. Like, I just, I can't think of another example where people spend a lot of energy doing something that has potentially so little reward. Maybe well, I'm totally yeah, wrong. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the reasons why, because I we're on the same page. Like, I, I personally don't do this. Like, I barely even carry my phone around. But uh, I think the problem we have is we're in a world now of perfect information. We don't even have to wait a split second before we not know something. Like, we have to know everything, like, right away, and we can. So I think it's the same thing with, like, photos. Like, I can't—we feel like 
it used to be so rare. Like maybe, okay, yes, your mom took a picture during your high school play, but I doubt she took like 50. Right. Now we can. All right, let me go heavy on you then, James, for a second. Okay, so let us let me make a parallel and see if you agree or disagree with the parallel and what are the ramifications in either case. So let's say that photography today is to photography 40 years ago, 30 years ago even, 20 years ago even, as an all-you-can-eat free buffet is to uh, providing and growing your own food 50 or 100 years ago. Absolutely. And the proof is social media and Instagram. We're a gluttonous society for trivial media. Okay, so if you believe in that parallel even a little bit, and uh, you would agree that a free all-you-can-eat buffet can have consequences, as delicious as it may be, what might be the consequences of needing to take a picture of everything? The, The consequence is that we're not experiencing real life. So instead of actually... We sound so old now, don't we? <laughs> no, but, but it's Get true. Get off my lawn, James! <laughs> it, it's really true. Instead of just experiencing the Statue of Liberty and maybe listening to the conversations around you and enjoying the boats going across, we have to kind of like line up the right picture. And then we don't just take one, we take 30 of them. I'm going to say another thing about the Statue of Liberty. If I'm going by the Statue of Liberty, here would be my thought. I might take 30 pictures, but I'm more likely to think, you know what? I'd love to have a great picture of the Statue of Liberty but I'm not going to be the one who takes it. And there are probably about 8 million great pictures of well, the Statue of Liberty. So let me just, like, have one of those when that, I get that's home. That's just it. That's That's been my rationalization lately, that if the, if it's not a story, if it's not, like, a perfectly set-up photograph, like a work of art or whatever, I'm sure on Google there's going to be something better. That's true. But even with my kids, I don't take pictures of them in their performances. You don't? No, I just watch the performance. And do they... And by a, the way, the performance yeah. is boring. <laughs> like... I have yet to watch a kid's performance that is better than Star Wars, for instance. Or, or I, have, I have yet to watch a kid's performance that's better than Schindler's List. That's what I want to say about so, that. So do you think, therefore, that one of the reasons that we're always taking pictures is just because the experience itself is too boring? No, I think we want to—I think we're afraid to that we're going to have a lapse in our knowledge and nowhere else in life— is there a lapse of information? Everywhere else has perfect information, so we're afraid to have imperfect information about our own lives. Oh, that's an interesting idea. All right, look, I just dug up a photo. Did I tell you that I went camping this weekend? Yes. So this is my son, Salman. Look, he's in a... Gosh, this you know, is camping with our dog. We got a dog. What do you think of that picture? That's a great picture. See, See the dog and the kid have the same expression. But, but here's what I would do. I would not keep this in your camera or your Instagram. Yeah. I would take a collection of make pictures about Solomon this year. You can make a poster. You can make a book. We anything. do that. And then we hang it up or we have the book. And, and then that's it, what we do. Then You've been to my memory. house. We have a cork board. And that's where we put up the big ones. Yeah. So I guess I'm totally invalidating my question, except that I feel that take feeling like you need to validate every experience by taking a picture of it somehow devalues the experience. Not even necessarily for yourself. But let's take it one step further, because we, we all sort of know that already. Yeah, Like, you're we right. know that you're right. taking a photograph, you're not you're, experiencing You're calling it. me Captain Obvious today, <laughs> and you're, you're absolutely right. So My was, question of the day was a blitheringly obvious, <laughs> unanswerable pile of... Uh... In just a minute, we'll tell you what's in store for the next question of the day, right after this. Stop stressing over invoices, expense reporting, and time tracking. FreshBooks will make creating and sending invoices, organizing your expenses, and tracking your billable hours the easiest part of your workday. 
Go to freshbooks.com slash question for your free 30-day trial. Here is what you are going to hear on the next question of the day. What form does your discouragement take? Do you say things like, you can go to college if you want, but I'm not paying for it? Um, I haven't gone so far as to say that yet, but I'm not going to. Um, you're not going to say it or you're not going to pay for it? I'm not going to pay for it. Really? Yeah, because I really think that college is actually unhealthy for kids. Question of the Day is produced and mixed by David Herman with Allison Hockenberry and Greta Cohn.